What's up, folks, and welcome to the Hello Ghostly podcast. I am going to be your one and only host. My name is Ryan, or Hello Ghostly, if you are searching for me across the interwebs. And we're back again with another fine, dabby-dozy episode of this gaming-related podcast. I hope you've all been well and had a fantastic week. We are finally live on iTunes. I am currently working on getting the show up onto other platforms such as Spotify and Google Play. So hopefully I'll be able to do that shortly. Maybe Amazon too. I think that's also a thing. I think Amazon do podcasts now, possibly. Maybe. I don't know. I'll have to look into that. But enough of my ranting. Let's get into what I've been playing slash watching this week because I've been playing some video games. I've been watching some things. I've been watching WandaVision mainly. I've also been watching Solar Opposites, which is very good indeed. I think I mentioned that last week though, so I'm going to avoid speaking about that. Again, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I don't remember. It's just one of those days. I don't remember things all of the times. But I've been playing Yakuza 3 and I've been enjoying it very muchly indeed. I will say the combat is definitely holding that game back. It is my least favorite game so far. I think the story is still very, very good, like every other Yakuza game. But the gameplay is absolutely bananas terrible. I don't know what it is, but the fighting in that game is just bad. There is no fighting order whatsoever. So you could be in the middle of fighting someone and just be able to like fight them and beat them up and then get attacked by a different person while fighting someone. But then also you can be attacked by two people at the same time from different directions. And then another thing is with the bosses is that they can do just the impossible. They can block you and block you and block you and then just hit you when they choose to. And they don't just hit you once, they hit you like eight times where... With the current upgrades that I have right now, I can like hit maybe four or five times in a combat chain and that's it. So it's kind of frustrating. I am finding this one a little bit more less enjoyable than the others I've played. But I am enjoying the story and I am going to keep on chugging on and going through it as quick as I possibly can. I'm not going to stick around and play all the side content with this one. That is for sure. I will possibly then be jumping into Yakuza 4 and then Yakuza 5 and then 6. I'm going to try and get through all of them throughout this year. That is going to be my goal for 2021 is to play every single Yakuza game. And I plan to do so. Well, everyone that's on Xbox, that is, Xbox Game Pass, to be specific. So I've played Yakuza 0, I've played Kiwami 1 and 2, I've also played Yakuza Like a Dragon, and now I'm on 3. So I'm around the halfway point, so I've got a couple more games left, but I still think Like a Dragon and Yakuza 0 are my favourite games so far. Kiwami 1 and 2 are also some fine video games, with Kiwami 2 being the better one because it's remastered, it's had a little bit more love and attention there, so I enjoy that one very muchly indeed so those are my top three so far hopefully I'll be able to include six into that eventually but that is not the only game I've been playing I've been playing some Apex Legends and I am kind of feeling burnt out with Apex as of late I've really had enough of Kings Canyon I'm not a fan of the map it is kind of ruining the game for me it does every time it returns I just don't like Kings Canyon I am very excited about the new town takeover that they've just announced today though and I'm hoping that'll mix things up a little bit because it'll make one of the already existing areas that is an extremely quiet area of the map a slightly more populated area, which will mean the player base will spread out when this new area drops. So I'm kind of hoping that this new point of interest will make it slightly more interesting to play because there'll be more players spread out throughout the map. So there'll be less triple teamings and quadruple teamings and running into lots of people all at once. So that hopefully will be the case there, but we'll have to wait and see. The area that I'm discussing is water treatment. So that's something to get excited about. But we'll talk about that later on in the 
show, but that's pretty much everything I've been playing this week. I've also been watching WandaVision, but I don't really have much to say about that. The finale is tomorrow. I'm extremely excited to watch it, and I cannot wait to then jump into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That is going to be our Friday routine. I think Friday nights is definitely being cornered off for Disney+. Plus. It is now Disney Plus night for me and the wife, so that's what we'll be doing there. But let's get into the first gaming news story of the week, and that is NBA 2K21 will be coming to Xbox Game Pass as of right now. So today is March 4th as of recording. This episode will be hopefully going up on March 5th, but right now Xbox has announced that NBA 2K21 is available on Xbox Game Pass. They announced this via the Xbox Wire blog, where they seemingly didn't confirm which version of the game is going to be coming. So if you're on the next generation consoles like myself, the Xbox Series X or the Xbox Series S, it doesn't say whether or not you'll actually get that next generation version. I'm assuming most likely Likely not because you've got to pay for that and NBA aren't going to give away something nice for free. No siree. No, they will not. But what I will say is there is some silver lining on this because Season 5's content, which is currently going on right now, which is called Age of Heroes, will also be coming along to the Game Pass version and you will be able to get a ton of new heroic players, epic challenges, as well as legendary rewards, which includes such things as LeBron James Sapphire Evo card that means nothing to me i know who lebron james is so that means something but the sapphire evo card i haven't got a clue i don't play nba much anymore i do like the nba games i like the seasons mode i'm one of those people that creates a character and then plays through the seasons consistently and regularly i used to do it a lot with the wrestling games back in the day i also don't enjoy them so much anymore either that's kind of a coincidence they're both 2k games and i don't enjoy either of them much there is one 2k nba game that i enjoyed which i think was 2018 or 2017 i got really invested in one of those i can't remember which one it was but i do like the nba games when they're not completely just trying to drain my wallet which is not many of them most of them are just like yeah give us your money Talking about giving money, PlayStation Store is going to be removing the ability for you to spend money on renting or buying TV shows and movies from their platform in the near future. So, Sony has announced that they will be making a huge change coming to the PlayStation Store by removing the ability to rent or purchase any shows or movies after August 31st, 2021. The head of video business for PlayStation Store, Vanessa B, did say that the changes would be coming in response to the growth from subscription and ad-supported services instead of direct purchasing or rentals, which makes sense. But we do have a bit of a quote, and it reads as followed... We've seen tremendous growth from PlayStation fans using subscription-based and ad-based entertainment streaming services on our consoles. With this shift in customer behavior, we have decided to no longer offer movie and TV purchases and rentals through PlayStation Store as of August 31st, 2021. The positive note on all of this, though, is that the movies and TV content that you have already purchased or rented from the PlayStation 4 for the PlayStation 4, PS5, and mobile devices will still continue to be available to you after the effective date. However, users will sadly not be able to rent or buy any additional content after August 31st. 
The last thing they had to say on this was the following. We thank our fans for their continued support and we look forward to further enhancing the entertainment experience on PlayStation. So yes, if this is something that you're excited about, then get excited. If it's not, it's not. I'm personally not phased by this much because I don't buy my entertainment content from PlayStation anyway. And I do the same with Xbox. I think the only thing that I have bought on a Xbox or PlayStation platform in regards to TV and movies was the complete set of The Office on Xbox and I only bought that because it was removed from streaming services and I did not want to rely on Amazon to keep that box set in my library so I decided to buy it on Xbox. So that's the only thing that I think I own from TV and movies on these things. I have occasionally rented some films on Xbox but I don't think it's really necessary to this day and age. It just doesn't make a ton of sense especially with Amazon already being out there being able to provide that service as well as Apple and other places that you can get this delicious content for a small fee already. So there's not really much of an option to then buy this particular content such as TV and movies on PlayStation or Xbox so I can understand them kind of stepping away from that and just moving on into the sunset. Talking about sunsetting, the next Need for Speed game has been delayed. This has been confirmed by EA that the developer known as Criterion Games will be shifting its focus and moving away from current Need for Speed projects to assist EA DICE with the development of the next upcoming Battlefield game. The title, which is yet to be named, is expected to release sometime this fall on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. However, it does seem that DICE did need some additional help in getting the game ready for that particular release window. EA's chief studio officer, known as Laura Miel, said the following, There is no way we would have made a decision like this without including Criterion and discussing this with them first, and the impact that they could have on Battlefield. They've worked on Star Wars Battlefront, they've worked on Battlefields, and they have a really tight, close collaborative partnership with DICE. I'm really confident that this is going to be a pretty positive win for them. Making games is one of the most sophisticated and complicated forms of media that exists, and it requires creative energy and connection to team members. I think that there's been, you know, fatigue and some burnout working from home. A lot of that even has to do with just the needs that people have with their families. Some people are taking care of their kids at home. So our productivity is not as high and then the creative connection and creative energy isn't as high when they're working from home. So that makes perfect sense. I completely understand why they need to move over a different developer to come and assist on Battlefield. They obviously need a little bit of extra help, not a ton, but just some to help get this game across the line. And it makes perfect sense to put Criterion in that space and get them working with EA Dice to hopefully produce a fantastic game that will be launching sometime this fall. Either way, it's looking like it's going to be a pretty strange year for video games. I don't know what's going to be happening, whether we're going to be getting delayed lays galore or whether there's going to be a ton of games coming we're kind of in a quiet period of time where nothing is kind of launching it's very quiet there is monster hunter coming out i think towards the end of march but i'm personally not very excited about that but there's also if i'm correct pokemon snap in april and then after that I don't think there's much else on the horizon, which makes me very sad indeed. However, I already have a ton of games that I need to play. Like I said, I've got Yakuza 3 that I'm currently playing with Yakuza 4, 5, 
also in the backlog. I also have Crash Bandicoot 4 from last year that I didn't actually go and play, which I'm going to check out when that game gets updated with the next generational graphics. So that's also something that I plan to check out there. But yeah, it's a pretty quiet time for video games, which is not normal. This is about the time when it starts to pick up a little bit and it doesn't seem to be doing so. But I'm personally quite happy with what I've already got to play. I've already got a ton of stuff that I need to play. I've got a second job in the form of Apex Legends that I'm constantly playing to unlock all those sweet items for. So yeah, I'm quite happy with what I'm currently playing. Talking about what I'm happily currently playing and also Apex Legends, a brand new collection event has just been announced in the form of the Apex Legends Chaos Theory collection event. Respawn Entertainment have a brand new chaotic event that will be coming to Apex Legends on March 9th and will be ending on March 23rd. This comes alongside the launch of Apex Legends on Nintendo Switch, so that's very nice indeed. The brand new collection event will feature a shiny new town takeover that will be focused around one of my personal favourite legends, and that is Caustic. This particular area is going to be set in the formerly known as Water Treatment, but it's now going to be called Caustic Treatment. It looks rad indeed and we do have a brief description from respawn and i'm going to read that out for you it goes as follows caustic set out an experiment that requires test subjects to drain the toxic liquid from the center of the facility doing this temporarily grants access to four gold loot items locked in cages players must be quick though as greed can be deadly so that is very cool indeed. I'm very excited about this, but that's not the only thing that will be available with this event. There'll be a brand new game mode in the form of the Ring of Fury Escalation Takeover, which is described as a new Apex playlist takeover that follows regular BR rules, but each round one or more Ring Flares will appear on the map within the current ring. Ring Flares are slowly expanding pockets of the ring within the arena. Maggie Shua does know how to start a party. Those players who do manage to get caught in a ring flare will take damage equal to the damage dealt by the current round's ring. You'll be given a short warning on the map as well as the mini-map before the ring flare appears. Legends will also be able to call out if they are in direct danger or if there's one opening up nearby. So you'll basically be able to ping it. I think that's what that's trying to say. With this though, there's a brand new protection item in the form of the heat shield, which is a protective shield that will be able to be used to protect anyone inside from damage from the ring in this particular new mode. But this ties in very nicely because this new item will not take up any space in your inventory because a brand new inventory slot will be added in the form of the survival slot that is also possibly seemingly going to be able to hold a portable respawn beacon if you've obviously got space in there. And that could add some really interesting depth to gameplay in the future because they could add different items that could be in this survival slot. There could be different types of gear. I'm personally very excited about this because it adds a new layer of depth to that gameplay and I'm all about layers, baby. Everybody knows Shrek had it right when he said people are like onions, they're layers, baby. And that's what this game needs to be. Layers on top of layers on top of layers. 
Okay, I'm done with the layers thing. Let's go back to Apex Legends because they're also going to be adding a new option for a no-fill queue, which will basically see you matchmake with whoever is in your squad at that time. So if you go as a solo player into trios, you will then be fighting as a solo player against teams of three. There'll be no matchmaking whatsoever made there for you, so you won't get any teams added to your squad. If that's your cup of tea, I'm personally not for it. My teammates are garbage, but I'll take garbage over nothing. And then last but certainly not least, as per every collection event, there will be an event tracker that will return with a ton of rewards to be able to be unlocked, as well as the standard purchase skins that will then earn you an heirloom if you manage to buy them all, with this time it being a knife for Bangalore. So that's very nicely indeed. And then if you like balanced stuff, there's balanced stuff, so get excited for balanced things. You want your weapons balanced? They got them for you. You want your legends balanced? They got them for you too. Yay! Overall, though, I'm super excited to check this particular event out. I'm a massive Apex Legends fan. I love playing this game. I play it daily. I love it very much indeed, apart from Kings Canyon that can do one. But everything else about this game, I'm a big old fan of. And I cannot wait to see what goes on with this new event on Tuesday. And hopefully there's some good skins in there that I will have to spend my hard-earned cash on. And then I'll cry because I'll have less money in my account as well as I got new pops to buy. It's just an experience expensive time of year. It's just one of those things. And on to our last news story of the day. Fall Guys has been acquired, apparently. So the fine people at Epic Games has announced that they will be acquiring Tonic Games Group, which also includes Media Tonic, which is the developer behind Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Epic Games said the following, For Fall Guys fans, your gameplay isn't changing, and Epic will continue to invest in making the game a great experience for players across platforms. Yeah, okay, I don't think Epic Games will be doing that. I'm pretty sure it's on Media Tonic, but yeah, go on, buy more video games. Like how you've bought Rocket League. Just go around buying everything. Just go for it. Everybody else is doing it, so why not Epic Games? Why not? But I digress. CEO and founder Tim Sweeney added to this by saying, It's no secret that Epic is invested in building the metaverse, and Tonic Games shares this goal. As Epic works to build this virtual future, we need great creative talent who know how to build powerful games, content, and experiences. Yay, PR speak. Yay. If you thought we were done with the PR speak, we're not though, because Mediatonic also went and posted on their website, which reads as followed. This is a huge win for Fall Guys. Since Fall Guys broke out in August, we put everything we have into the game. And the Fall Guys team have already grown massively from 35 people to 150 plus. Yet, there is so much more we want to build for our players. With our publisher, Devolver Digital, supporting and championing along the way with Fall Guys, Foul Play and Hatterful Boyfriend, we've been able to bring some truly unique experiences to players as an independent studio. Joining forces with Epic will accelerate our plans for world domination. No, it doesn't say that. Sorry, I'm just reading into it. Let's rewind a little bit, so let's just try that again. Joining forces with Epic will accelerate our plans to improve the game and bring Fall Guys to as many players as possible while continuing to support the community. I'm not sure whether this is something to be excited about or not. Another company being bought up by Epic kind of is a little bit iffy for me. I think that they already have enough money making going on with Rocket League. They seem to be just going around and picking up the big games rather than actually supporting developers and buying 
creative and innovative titles. Not to say Fall Guys isn't one of those things, but it seems to be that they're just picking up the games that are extremely popular and just going, yeah, look, we got all the money in the world. We can buy you. You are now ours. And now we make all of your monies. I don't know. That's a pretty pessimistic way. I hope everything works out in regards to this. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it'll be great and you'll have lots of Fall Guy content and they definitely won't be putting Batman in there anytime soon or even some other video games. Maybe Walking Dead doesn't make it. Maybe it does. We'll have to wait and see. Saying that though, I do kind of want to see a Walking Dead themed Fall Guy. Imagine the little Fall Guy mascot dressed up as like Rick. That sounds hilarious to me. I'm all there for it. Just the aesthetic of Fall Guys. I want everything. Spider-Man everything just as one of them. I just want it as a poster. That'll be nice. I don't even need to play the game just as a poster. So with the gaming news out of the way, let's get into our final segment of the show. And that is Ghostbox. Ghostbox is an ever-rotating segment where each and every week it changes, it's something different. It's kind of like a loot box, except it's free and you don't get a house full of trash afterwards. This week's Ghostbox is SideQuest. SideQuest is a month-long gaming-related challenge that is issued either by myself or you, the community. An example for a challenge could be something like earning a specific amount of gamer score that month or completing a trophy level or maybe even doing something like completing a particular type of game. This month's side quest is going to be the Backlog Bonanza. It's a bit of a quiet month for video games so it's time to start working on that big old pile of shame. My goal is to complete and finish Yakuza 3 while also playing and leveling my battle pass for Apex Legends. The community goal for this month is to start and finish off one game off your backlog of doom it's a pretty daunting task i know you look at that massive pile of video games that you need to get to and you just can't be bothered you just go play some call of duty or some halos or some overwatch or something else instead well i believe in you go knock off one of those games make that pile of shame a little less shameful and let's play some video games and have a great month indeed. And that is pretty much everything for this week's episode of the Hello Ghostly podcast. We'll be back again shortly with another fine dabby dozy episode for you to listen to. I hope you have an awesome week slash weekend. As always, I want to point out at the end to make sure to go leave a review on the podcast. Let me know what you think. I'm not going to do this every episode, but I will be doing it for the first couple of weeks because it does help out the show when you leave a review. I am, like I said at the beginning of the show going to try and get the episodes up on Spotify as well as Google Play those are the two that I'm going to be focusing on I know a friend has recently done something like that in a similar way so I'm going to be reaching out to them to see how to do Google Play I think I know how to do Spotify but Google Play is is another beast here in the UK for some reason it's harder to get your podcast up on there so I'm going to have to do some workaroundy goodness things over there but I am going to try and get that sorted out within the next week or so but thank Thank you so, so much for listening to this week's episode of the Hello Ghostly podcast. We'll be back again shortly with another episode of this podcast. But until then, ghostly out. <laughs>